Hi, everybody, and welcome to Scale Ups Japan. Business etiquette has long been a worrisome topic for foreign business people visiting Japan. And with good reason, since those initial face to face meetings with your Japanese counterparts will help determine what doors may open and what doors may close. The good news is that the strict protocols and rules of the past have eased slightly over the years, and also, Foreigners are generally not held to the same high standards as a Japanese business person. That being said, the closer you can follow at least the spirit of Japan business norms, the easier it's going to be to build strong personal and strong company relationships. They'll spend more time shortly on the key aspects of Japanese business etiquette for in person meetings, but since many, or maybe all, meetings these days are happening via Zoom, I thought it'd be useful to first talk today about good Zoom practices with Japanese clients, especially for meetings that are early in a potential relationship. First off, let me say that basic Zoom protocols apply for Japan meetings just as they would for meetings here. I'm not going to go through a long laundry list of best practices that you're hopefully already following or can easily Google yourself. Let me just say, have a good technical environment. So screen, camera, speaker, microphone, and a good physical environment. So office, background, desk area, and lighting. In other words, present a professional brand image. Beyond that though, there's a few areas to flag that I found particularly important working with Japan clients. The first is call logistics. Try setting up a waiting room to start 15 minutes in advance of the meeting start time so people can connect and feel comfortable that there aren't any technical problems accessing the Zoom call. And of course, advise your team to join the call before you open the actual meeting five minutes before the scheduled start time. When you open the call, right away address the person you've been dealing with on the Japan side and suggest that you do introductions after everybody has joined the call. And before you let any small talk start to take over the airwaves, double check on the call logistics, the start and finish time, the participants, the agenda, and any slides that you may have sent across in advance. Second, introduce the team. Now for smaller meetings, let's say up to four to six people, after starting the meeting, I'll ask people on my side to briefly introduce themselves. Now, briefly means their name, job title, activities under their control, and perhaps a unique perspective that connects them to the company or to business in Japan. If it's more than four to six people, then I'll introduce the entire team myself in descending order of rank so we don't lose valuable meeting time due to handoffs between people or unexpectedly long introductions by one of the participants. Also, ask your team before the meeting that they enter their job titles beside their name using the Zoom rename feature. That can be incredibly helpful for your Japanese clients. Third, avoid recordings. Now, if the meeting is in English or being translated into English, then please absolutely don't ask to record. If the meeting though is in Japanese, and assuming that you're not a native level speaker, then it's reasonable to request in order to write meeting minutes, which usually means you write actual meeting minutes and distribute them ASAP after the meeting. 
Why should you avoid recording? Well, a few reasons. First, it may create mistrust that you want evidence of what's being said, or that maybe you're actually unable to track the conversation properly. Plus, you run the risk of stifling any chance at a good interactive discussion as people may be worried that their comments are being recorded. Instead, I usually hold up my moleskin notebook to the camera and say, I'll be taking notes throughout the meeting, so please forgive those moments when I'm not looking directly at the Zoom camera. Fourth, manage the meeting time properly. You can expect that your Japanese counterparts have back-to-back meetings, even if you've built in buffer time to your own schedule. So for that reason, you want to keep a very close eye on the clock throughout so you can properly cover the key points you want to share, even if that means spending less time on other areas that you had planned. Also, a couple of points about language. First, as I've mentioned in other episodes, plan to have your introductory presentations translated into Japanese to help senior execs who may not know English that well. And two, if you're using a translator, which I recommend, be sure to build in enough time into the agenda Yes, this usually means having your speaking time to to accommodate the start-stop translation. Next, stay aligned. The best way to keep your team on message, of course, is to coordinate together before any client meetings. But ideal doesn't always happen, does it? So what I found helpful is to have a separate internal-only chat session going on our smartphones. Skype. WhatsApp, anything to quickly flag points that your team needs and needs to clarify, or questions that you should ask, or follow-up items for later. Whatever. Certainly don't use the chat facility on Zoom. And using a smartphone means you can raise the phone and keep your eyes directed towards the Zoom camera, and also keep your messages amongst the team short. Lastly, stay engaged throughout. Meeting participants can often appear to be very stiff, very serious, and very bored. Please try to avoid falling into this online meeting trap, especially when there are a few easy ways to show that you're well engaged. Watch the camera whenever possible, rather than the Zoom participant on the bottom of your screen. That'll keep good eye contact with everybody. Show natural face reactions as you probably would in the meeting room. For example, regularly nodding upon important points, or raising your eyebrows if there's interesting points that are mentioned. Show you're human. And of course, comment or ask questions when given the opportunity. Let them know you've been actively listening. And remember the power of a smile to connect with people, especially during the personal introduction stage of the meeting. So that's it. Most of what I've conveyed is probably common sense, but frequently overlooked or not considered. And it will help make your meetings with Japan clients even more effective. And remember to identify the next step before the meeting ends, which is likely a date to get feedback from their side about continuing or abandoning the discussions. And after the meeting, follow up quickly with any documents, questions, or actions to show that in the future, you would be a responsive partner. This is Paul Kilbank. Thanks for listening today. 
and please join me again for another episode of Scale Ups Japan. <laughs>